let's grind through to the end of the week, which feels extra heavy for me today. It's the Grinding Your Podcast. I'm Garrett. He's Kyle. Hi. I'm, how you doing, dude? I'm, I'm doing great, but... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You know, it's it's a it's a technical difficulty day here in the Winesville uh-huh. house, uh, mm-hmm. and I thought I was done, and then I had another one seconds before we went live. So, um, I'm swinging in on a sweaty rope. Swinging in, ah, you ain't the only one sweaty on a technical difficulty issue. That'd be Overwatch too this week. That'd be Overwatch. Yeah. Uh, the, it, it, no, I, it's it's it, that's <laughs> if it's not expected. Uh, when you're expected to be let down, that's operating as as usual. And as intended. Over promising no and under delivering is apparently becoming the Blizzard way. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Some might say I, it already has been. I like Blizzard games still. Some of them. I think they're just. Uh, I think they're just Jennifer Anderson. Anderson ding. And, 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 Jennifer Anistoning. Yes, yes. They're the the friends one. The friends one. We're we're. Is, they don't actually they don't actually make games anymore. They just make tabloids. They're not in movies. Jennifer Aniston makes a shit ton of movies, dude. Yeah, yeah, but she's all over People Magazine constantly, and, and her life isn't that exciting. It's all fake, you know? It's all, no, it's all advertisement. But I think she was, to me, I think she was the last bastion of anyone giving a crap about celebrity tabloid headlines. So, because I, I, mean, really, I would assume our generation doesn't really care, even though I like Jennifer Aniston. Uh, uh, I, I think yeah. you're just reinforcing my point. I think, I think, I think Blizzard is... Blizzard's in the business of making news, not video games now. Mm. Yeah, oh, they know. Yeah. They know. I, they? I, 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 I think am, they do. I am torn up inside. I am torn up inside. Should we just get into it? Should we just get yeah, into absolutely. it? Let's, just, let's absolutely. just do it. Let's get into this week's news, which, uh, again, I feel like uh, should be uh, not be good news, but that's the bumper I made. Good, 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 good. Oh, great news, everyone. <laughs> Shove it. Uh, yeah. I, uh, hey, man, do you want, uh, what are we calling this? Mood Swing Blizzard? Bipolar Blizzard? Like, I don't know how to get into this because there's just, it is just a, a, uh, a wild pendulum of emotions if you even think about Blizzard Entertainment this week. Sure. Uh, but- so where do you want to start? You want to start with the fact that the EU approved Microsoft's $69 billion deal for Activision? You want to talk about Overwatch 2 PvE's hero mode uh, being canceled, uh, but then spun as a good thing because they're coming out with a smaller scale, bite-sized, irregularly put out solo content? Or uh-huh. BlizzCon is coming back on this November, which is like the latest announcement for a BlizzCon in the history of the con- of the conference. Oh, yeah. Well, they did say they were going to do it, so they did. that's not a surprise. But usually tickets have already gone on sale, and right now all yeah. we've gotten are the dates. Um, so we're, huh. we're coming in hot, and the dates are what it's always been. Like that, well, it used to be like basically Halloween, and then they eked it into November, and that's what they're doing again this time. It's that first damn weekend in November. So wait, wait, well, first tell me about the EU thing, because I didn't hear this. I, I'm not familiar with what, what went down this week. I, again, not a journalist. I don't do a deep dive. I'm, I just kind of look from the sidelines. Like, is it being blocked or is it not being blocked when it was blocked? I was kind of curious as to why, uh, it, it, they got the green light. Huh? So it should be moving forward as far as I understand. Uh, cause I believe it was already approved, uh, over here in America. So, yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. The European commission has required, Microsoft to license popular Activision Blizzard games automatically. Uh, this is the, the EU, not UK. So there's still a difference there. So I have no idea, man. 
Uh, oh right, they left the UK or the, the, they left the EU or something. The EU is not the UK because yeah. uh, uh, listen, the United States aren't the only country that can't get the shit together. No, but that's no, that's not. It's not fair that you know Europeans think we're Texas or something. Like we're allowed to be a little confused by the EU and the UK and whatever's going on over there. It's fine. It's fine. Oh no, no, no yeah, no, totally. What, what you, I, I'm saying it's fine. I'm saying okay, so 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 the, the business continues, but this was back on the 15th, and the new news is that Overwatch is canning or scrapping its PVE hero mode. Mm, yes, yes, and there's a lot of spin around it, so it's kind of hard to keep that one straight as well. I, I what's the spin? Like, well, the spin, I, the spin is they're like we're still having PVE content hidden text it's much smaller and sounds a lot similar to pve content overwatch one already had and pve was a major selling point of even slapping a two on overwatch two which i think still hasn't uh defended its existence but but it is free to play so there is a the, well, yeah. Is that an exciting reason to slap a two on something? No, like, no. I'm, uh, I'm just saying. Overwatch it, two remonetized. I'm just saying. What I saw this week was a lot of like, "Wow, can I sue? You sold me a false product. Oh, they didn't sell you anything. They gave they, you know, yeah, they gave away yeah, yeah, the exactly. free game with all the tendrils attached to it of monetization and exactly. shops and skins and yes, all that battle pass. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not that I was thinking about suing, but. No, but many people brought it up on Twitter this week. So I just want to make sure that's not in the headspace here. You did not buy Overwatch 2. However, Overwatch 2's production meant that Overwatch had an insanely long content drought. And those who were excited for Overwatch to continue saw the two as not only the shop update and a battle pass, a modernization of that sort of monetization, but the PVE is a hopeful vessel to get more people to play, to get your friends involved. And certainly us in the left for dead kind of sphere and at the BlizzCon floor, we're like, oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let, let's fight some robots. You know, it was probably going to be a little janky as these games often are. And it's not the premier mode that they want to point people towards with the money and stuff. But there were going to be talents and there was going to be multiplayer and the real bizarre point to me is that they kind of included cinematics in their wording for PVE content will That's continue. That's the strange spin that I'm talking about. And I, I'm, I just have such a big, uh, uh, messy spaghetti ball of thoughts regarding this. Because, listen, Kotick's still in charge. Uh, the, 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 what I see from the outside looking in as... Uh, the uh, year-over-year erosion uh, of Blizzard Entertainment by way of corporate meddling continues. Uh, And so one part of my brain, like, I'm sure there's more to this that the developers wish they could be transparent about, and they're probably not allowed to be. The GameSpot article interview was absolutely incredible. It, what a what a fabulous bit of journalism. The the, game, the questions from GameSpot pull no punches and every answer does phenomenal limbo in dodging. Now, I do think there's a little bit of disingenuousness in the editing of the questions whereas they left the developers answers 
fully there. <laughs> you know, like the developers would stumble at they start. Yeah, no, basically, yes. And then they would include the rest of the statement. I yeah, I, I think there's a little bit of tomfoolery in that department. That it's pretty GameSpot standard, though. If, look better. if you're in charge of editing, you you would frequently if you're going to streamline something, you would streamline your own wording so that you could direct quote who you're interviewing so that they cannot claim you edited how they answered. And this is likely a written interview, the way it's uh, responded to. I don't, they did a big stream where they announced this, and the spin was apparent there as well. It's 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 strange. We can infer all sorts of things, like they're having trouble holding on to talent. The PvE side wasn't talking to the PvP side. Nobody really knew how to make the PvP or PvE game they promised in the PvP engine they had. And so for the last four years or so, this lie has grown, manifested, uh, fermented in the background. As you probably hear it in my voice at the top of the show, uh, I think this is just kind of becoming par for the course. Yeah, that's why that's why I'm going to look at it like People Magazine. Like I'm, I'm kind of I'm. I'm did Ben Affleck and did they ever break up? Is any of it even real? I love What's the idea that, that, that Kyle is so unaware of celebrity culture. He thought Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck have just been together nonstop since the 2000s. But but it's all it's all ploy, you know. It's all just uh, it's all just media. I don't even think they like each other in like pictures. They always look kind of <laughs> kind of miserable. You know, it's all. They'll act. They're actors, after all. Dude, if you if you pointed a camera at me, like coming out of Publix, that's what I look like. I just, oh hell yeah! I just look oh, tired, I'd be pissed man. as hell too. I, uh, I just look tired. Toby <laughs> McGuire's faces are are nice, though. So he's had some uh, he's had some trouble with the paparazzi as well. <laughs> I have heard. Kyle likes to act like he don't like the tabloids, but uh, this man is accurately referencing Toby McGuire uh, paparazzi photos. I, you know. I have an open window. It's summer. If you fight in my neighborhood, I will listen. It's just <laughs> what happens. It's natural. The, anyway, it, it it's it's emotional. There's a lot going on here. Uh, you were telling me that you poked in on the Overwatch subreddit because who doesn't love uh, looking at, uh, at how bad the neighbor's lawn has become? Even mm -hmm. when you're uninvested, it's just fun to see it on fire. And you said a lot of the conversation this week was about, okay, that's nice. Where's, where's the new PVP features? We're, we're, right. When are you going to fix our PVP? Um, which I didn't even think about this of like, there's a whole other side of the player base that like was never interested in PVE in the first place. It might be like, cool. So you wasted a bunch of time on this thing that isn't even coming out. And when you could have been making our game better, there, there's, there's so many different angles for feels bad. Um, so, so there's, like I said, I, I have, I also do have sympathy for developers because at any type of game, there's so many people involved that stuff like this, it's, it's, you only have so much control. There's too many people trying to drive a ship. And there also may be a corporate overlord that just sometimes reaches down with their, you know, greedy hand of God and sets you wildly off course. And I don't know if that's what happened here. We're not going to get straight answers, but like, I have to imagine that. Uh, there's quite a few folks on the team that are probably just disappointed, if not more disappointed than the players, because I bet there are a lot of people that busted their ass trying to get this to work. And it probably sucks to not get it across the finish line. And what you brought up there with the Reddit that I looked in on 
was a result of the content drought that came because of Overwatch 2's future existence. People aren't sitting around there being like, how can this be? How did PvE devs not make us PvP content during this time? Wow, they wasted developer resources. No, it's more that the continuing march of this game towards something more stale has been very frustrating for people. Mm. And in particular, the role update is really kind of the elephant in the room. Blizzard took what many see as the easy way out with Overwatch and forced teams to have certain dynamics. Now, of course, in a solo queue environment, if that's how you play at night, having your tanks covered and your healer covered and not a bunch of tracers running around, I mean, probably a, a good idea to try to force that upon players. But that was the creativity in the room. That was the opportunity that a lot of people saw to express themselves to play what they want. And now with rule cues and all that sort of thing, the creativity of the game has been decreased. They took away a spot on the team going from six to five players per team, and that reduced the creativity as well. So I do wonder with the talent incentivization, not only just lore, cinematics, PvE, fighting robot gameplay that was going to build this post-Titan MMO was supposed to be this rich thing into a vessel. They don't have a release valve for that creativity anymore, the PvP players. Mm. So you only come to Overwatch for PvP unless you're going to do like a holiday event or something. And that's like saying, oh, 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 Hearthstone has 2v2 players. Well, yeah, when like that one event where you fight the Mechanome is on. It's not, you don't get to do 2v2 in Hearthstone, just willy-nilly. It's when the event is on. And same thing's going to happen here when they're saying we're still going to have PvE content. So a rich world for those who cared has been lost. And that's why this is so multifaceted. It's affecting all the sides. But it wasn't really there in the first place either. Like there was never that much PvE content to begin with. They had some PvE events in Overwatch 1. And so that, that's where I put on my skepticism hat when they're like, but we still have PvE stuff coming. I'm like, that's cool. But again, there's a lot of folks who are like, why'd you even make two in the first place? We know the answer to get to a battle pass away from a loot box. Uh, but, and, and Chad has even been pointing out like, yeah, they didn't make you buy this, but they did make you buy Overwatch 1 and they have essentially made it obsolete. So like there's, there's so many angles, like, like I said, there's a lot of different bummer angles for a lot of different people depending on your investment or what you're invested in or what you were maybe hopeful and excited for in the future of this game um and so so for me let's get personal here kyle Mm. let's let's talk about how we feel about this because we talked about on stream yesterday when the news broke or tuesday tuesday we talked about this on stream tuesday when the news broke um and so it was pretty raw reaction and i i dunked on overwatch big time and since then, I've gotten some questions from folks who are like, I thought you liked Overwatch at one point, Garrett. And I was like, I did. But a lot of it was more I was hopeful for the future of Overwatch. When Overwatch originally came out, I was stoked because we were in the heyday of Blizzard Entertainment just making baller-ass games. Uh, they were hot off the heels of, of uh, Hearthstone when they announced Overwatch 1, which to me was like this massive surprise that I, I kind of looked at it as a cherry on top of how much I was enjoying World of Warcraft and StarCraft 2 at the time as, wow, they can still surprise me and nail it because I loved Hearthstone. So Overwatch got announced. I'm like, sweet. You know, I love WoW doing a Hearthstone show. I'm going to start an Overwatch show because I trust this company and I bet there's going to be more to it uh, than being uh, just a team-based hero shooter. 
And I stopped doing that show because it didn't. There wasn't more to it than being a PvP team-based hero shooter. That's really all it was and all it ever was. Um, they did a few things here and there. They had some in-game events. Um, but none of it was meaty enough that you could spend more time with it if you wanted if PvP wasn't your main interest. And I was kind of personally expecting that. So that's why I kind of fell out of love with Overwatch because I was like, okay, I, it's different enough from Team Fortress 2, but I've played enough Team Fortress 2 in my life. I've played enough just strictly PvP shooters in my life. Uh, and I personally, like, I prefer like a Call of Duty or a Halo. I like the, the, the gun customization of Call of Duty. And I just have always enjoyed the, the movement, the shooting, uh, and the sticky grenades of Halo. Uh, so I didn't really need Overwatch in my life, so I kind of went away from it. So when Overwatch 2 got announced, I was already kind of soured on the entire franchise. Uh, because I did think it was really interesting and colorful and had a good cast of characters. And I was more than happy and willing and ready to get more invested in its world. But the game barely does anything with its world. It it, it, it just looks really nice. And and everything beyond that is basically like uh, fan art uh, to varying degrees of thirstiness. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, prolific, <laughs> one could say. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've made allusions to I find out uh, a lot about my friends on Twitter if uh, Twitter decides to show me their likes and sure I remember there being a time where I'm like all right Twitter stop showing me likes I don't need mm. this on my feed mm. <laughs> um but yeah so I I I I from day one announcement of Overwatch two I was like this is dumb why are you doing this this seems really unnecessary um. And so as someone that's coming into this with that bias, I feel extremely vindicated in my grumpy opinion that Overwatch 2 is a useless cash grab uh, that didn't make good on any of its interesting promises. Sure. What, what do I go? What are, How do you feel about Overwatch? <laughs> do you even give a shit or is it just like a, a popcorn drama uh, for, for you? I mean, that's that's the mindset I'm entering now with Blizzard. Obviously, I will continue to care just as people care about Disney during their worst years. Like it is just something that I grew up with that means a lot to me. The franchises that they own will always draw my attention, but it's becoming no different than the supermarket tablet for me. It's becoming Bat Boy and being like, oh, Bat Boy. Nice. Oh, I'm glad they're OK. <laughs> it, it's not. Like I see, um, I really like uh, what, what Magnolia, the 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 family with the with the the guy breaks all the stuff and then she comes home and she's oh, mad are you on talking better about homes HGTV? and yes, yes. Oh, uh, Chip and Joanna the, Gaines. Yes, the games. Like really? I like the games, right? And every time I'm in the checkout, I see the Magnolia thing, and I'm like, oh, nice, another baby. Is How it nice. tabloids? The, they have a magazine that's like actually they have a full about home improvement. And, and I don't think they've got like a whole section of Target dedicated to them and that sort of thing, right? They don't make the. They don't make tabloids. They they're just doing have their okay. Own magazine. Yeah, I'm, I, this, I guess put that in the positive side of like being like, ah, you're, you're doing all right over there. I'm not going to engage. I'm not going to buy your random weird stuff. I, your, I like wooden you, thing for my table. Yeah, I like you, but not enough to follow you on social media. Is, exactly. You know, yeah, I feel exactly. the same way and about the Property of, Brothers. I love I love yeah. those HGTV shows. It's it's S <laughs> tier hotel television. When I'm stuck in a hotel, exactly. I have nothing else to watch. The internet's too bad to fire up my Netflix account. I love putting on HGTV. And in that way, Overwatch, its announcement, I thought was incredibly lame. I'm, I, I, the wonder of a child's eyes didn't seduce me. This was 
2014, I believe, BlizzCon that we saw that. And it would have been not quite the yeah. height of us, like, engaged and, like, maybe for Hearthstone you were. But it wasn't the height for me being engaged full-time covering their game, Heroes of the Storm, and all that sort of business. Yeah, we. Were, I think we were about to... No, I think we were doing both at the same time. I think Heroes of yeah. the Storm already fired up. Or at least it was in Tech Alpha at the time. Well, and in that way, like, you know, you can, you can, I guess, you know, to broadcast the bias, right? Like around that 2014 time period is when we launched our first Patreon for Heroes of the Storm. I started doing coaching. I started doing streams and Heroes of the Storm coverage became my whole life. So my personal take immediately, my emotional raw, you know, throw grass in the air and and slam the glass because they're doing magic tricks. Gorilla take is I could have done Heroes of the Storm coverage for the rest of my life. I love that game. I thought it was a beautiful game. I thought it was nuanced and extremely well made. And the developer team we had was insanely passionate and extremely creative and lewd in all the right ways and fun in all the right ways. And it was just a good, <laughs> good time. And I mourn that. And I mourn that again this week because Overwatch the Golden Child came in and Here's the Storm was put under the stairs. And they yep. locked the door and said, don't come out. Overwatch really does, for me, represent a very emotional uh, figurehead. Like, to me, it is it is a scapegoat for when I s- started to feel like Blizzard was no longer making games I wanted to play. And that announcement was very Marvel, naturally. I mean, Chris Metzen is a big, big comic book fan. It was very natural that as they went through their various properties. You could see that through line as they kind of explored themselves and their own creativity with things like Pandaria into Heart of the Swarm. And Overwatch became this vessel, in my opinion, looking from the outside, having watched lots of interviews with the guy, this vessel for his hope and kind of that projection of the future that he wished to have with kids on the way and everything else you could assume about the man. And I say assume in full seriousness because I don't know the man personally. But 2014, like we're off the back of Iron Man in 2013. Gardens of the Galaxy had its first movie. Age of Ultron came out before this game released. 2016, when the game released, we got Doctor Strange, Civil War. I didn't like Civil War, but you know. going with this? I'm saying that Overwatch has played out, in my opinion, because I'm done with Marvel. I'm spent. Mm. I've done the superhero roundabout, and there's nothing in that world that's really going to interest me for this time period, there might be a future time where I'm like, I've had my break. Let's do X-Men again. But I'm not going to the theater except for anything but Doctor Strange because I it love is, the guy. It is very hard to sell me on new superheroes, like non-Marvel, non-DC. Like, it's extremely difficult to get me to care. I also had my day one experience and it was crap. Like, I went in there. I wanted to be Torbjorn. I always played Engineer in um, in uh, Team Fortress. And Torbjorn basically had the curve on his gun from Jedi Outcast. And I was really good at it. I could aim that no, thing over I a little hill. I thought about that. Yeah, it's and got so an I, arc. Like, yeah, so like the turret setup, the defense mode, the repairing, and then into this gun that I was really, really good at. I had a fabulous time, but nonstop I was ridiculed for my pick and how useless it was to the team. <laughs> and so naturally I just kind of went, well, I mean, if, if they put all these heroes in the game and I can't play them, then why... Well, why am I going to participate in this game world? And it just came nothing. out, and it already and it pretty quickly developed a fairly toxic meta. Uh, exactly. 
So I've I've been on the outside for a very long time, but my personal take is, wow, you killed Heroes of the Storm and now you're getting rid of the part of Overwatch anyone in my circle was interested in. What, What are we doing? Yeah, I think that's fair. By the way, got some years here for you. The Hots Tech Alpha started March of 2014, and uh, Overwatch was announced that November at BlizzCon 2014. Wow! So we were already okay. doing Heroes of the Storm. Uh, I was also doing Hearthstone coverage on Angry Chicken. Uh, yes. simultaneously. So we were at we were at the peak because, like, for for like my stuff, like that was the year Angry Chicken like really blew up. Um, so I was. I was living on cloud nine of Blizzard. Blizzard can't do no wrong. Give me more Blizzard games. Let's go. And then so when Overwatch was announced, I was like, I'm in. Like, absolutely the you son of a bitch, I'm in meme. Like, 100%. Sure. I was just there. Um, And then after about a year with it, I was like, eh, it's kind of just another one of these PvP shooters. And there's not, to me, there was nothing that elevated it beyond its art style, which I do really like the art style of Overwatch. This is also extra weird to me because... Uh, the next day when we announced BlizzCon. And then also we're very, very close to the release of a PVE game, Diablo 4. So, yeah, it seems like a really weird time to get this off your chest. I feel like <laughs> I, 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 based on absolutely nothing, I have no inside information. It's completely talking out my butt. It makes me kind of feel like uh, announcing this when they announced it was somebody's win. I bet somebody knew the BlizzCon announcement was coming. Was like, for the love of God, can we please rip off the bad news? We got to get this off the table, yeah. Like before we announce our big party. Um. So yeah, it, it, but it, it like that's what I was saying. I was like, it's weird. It's like, all right, so they got another approval for the merger. Then they got the bad news of the Overwatch, and then they got the. I think we're all little mixed. Uh, on the feeling of BlizzCon getting announced. Oh, absolutely. I mean, be kind I to your content creators I want to go, right man. I want to see my friends. Like, Sure, you're not alone in that. This is the first time, like, I'm like, I want to go, but not really for games. I would totally go watch Hearthstone because uh, I still love me some Hearthstone. But, um, like, I'm not playing WoW right now. I have a sinking suspicion I will enjoy Diablo 4 and probably want to go attend some Diablo 4 stuff. But but that's kind of there. Every other time I was at BlizzCon, I was basically like into everything. Even when I wasn't covering StarCraft, I was over on the StarCraft stage watching the esports because it's my favorite esport. Honestly, still is. Even though I'm 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 really watching any esports lately, I've been tuning into a little bit of Hearthstone here and there. That's about it. Um, but it is kind of the pool meme with with moms holding up the kid like a thousand years of Diablo four incoming. And you're like, well, what about the thousand years of Overwatch over here? The thousand years of the skeleton down in the water? The, like, that's the scary part of this. And, and like, like I, I'm not I'm not seeking out like memes and chat or anything because I know some people are listening. They're like, I already wrote them off. I already don't trust them. But to me, someone who I like, I've been playing heroes like weekly since you and I kind of cracked the seal on that again. Nothing serious. I'm just jumping in the quick match and I have found the grumpy gusses. They still exist, Kyle. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I really like what I played at the Diablo four beta. I'm going to play that game. I'm probably, I'm going to do at least one character to the max and see that story to completion. We'll go from there to see if I like it beyond that. But sure. I think I'm going to get my money's worth at least from that. Um, still like Hearthstone, still like Heroes of the Storm, even though it's not a, a, a game with any more updates. But, like, to me, th- th- this Overwatch 2 business, it just, it's, it's just another, 
letdown. So it's like, I don't know, there's a lot of thoughts because if you look historically at the company, they, they can stuff all the time. They canned Ghost, famously canned Titan, which was going to be their first MMO follow-up to World of Warcraft, and eventually became Overwatch. But the, I, I think the dif- difference is, is they were putting out, speaking generally here, what I would look at as unassailable products. Like World of Warcraft was the biggest MMO ever, and, ever, and popular opinion was it was fantastic. Uh, same same went for things like Brood War and eventually StarCraft II, uh, Diablo II. Diablo III was a little fraught, but nothing like, I think, what modern-day Blizzard you know, game scandals are. So now they're, they're canning things, and uh, I think they're, the games that they are putting out are very, very assailable. Like, I think a lot of, they've really let down a lot of their players in a lot of different titles in a lot of different ways. And so... I don't think you they have the the bank of goodwill that they used to have where we would go, look at these visionaries. They're not afraid to cancel something that is not working. We respect right. them for it. Now it's, oh, I kind of expect it after your performance in the last, you know, half decade. And so that's just, I, I'm, I'm kind of talking like from a marketing perspective right now. Like I think they've really lost a lot of the good faith from from their fan base. Not everyone, Absolutely. not everyone's like that. And to me, it's like, I now, I used to look at his blizzard as a whole, if it had a blizzard logo on it, I was going to play it. It's going to be a good game. I don't think that way anymore. I think about it per title. I'm interested in Diablo four. I'm not interested in Diablo immortal. I'm interested in heart. And even within Hearthstone, it's like, I'm interested in standard and battlegrounds and everything else they've tried in there. I think doesn't really work. So it's like sometimes so even loud. within your own darn game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on your side of the fence, of course, with, you know, the idea that you are working, working to create this massive, massive game. I mean, you have how many heroes now that all had specialty talent trees and a PvE mode? And we expect things of PvP modes. Like, if you say, I have a PvP talent tree, I'm going to be like, well, 1% crit here and, oh, 10% dodge chance maximum. But when you say I'm making a PvP game and there's going or a PvE game and there's going to be a talent tree, I'm like, sick. My gun sometimes turns into a bunny for some reason. And like I I can shoot pets off my shoulders and they go fight and I can put up zones that have slowing controls and the missiles slow down and you expect a lot. And I bet you some developers gave a lot to that mode only to have it pulled out from under them really any anything you digest including this i'll flatter us a little bit we have been through the ringer of blizzard scandalous news and we've all gotten kind of good at it and every outlet is going to cover this and is going to put up a very very quick turnaround on their particular coverage of it because we all know exactly what to say (laughs) we've said it before we've been here before and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking at YouTube right now. I kind of, I'm searching around and views are just down on everything World of Warcraft as well. Like there's a lot of YouTubers who are still trying to make that avenue of line work and finding success in Destiny and Guild Wars and Final Fantasy, but still have that love to put out their video. And I think in particular, I, know, I heard this through the grapevine. I don't know if it's true, but I've heard Preach has felt has been kind of putting out videos where people have kind of been noticing the lies in those recently where you're like, well, well, yeah, you interviewed the devs, but that didn't happen or that's been canceled by the time we're now talking about it. That, that's not a good look. 
And so this continues on through all their properties. Yeah, I mean, there was a there was a time I'd want to caution against that that kind of feeling because it it makes devs want to clam up and not talk openly about what they're working on. But also, I'm kind of at a point where I've been, uh, I think, disappointed enough times that I'm just like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm grumpy too. Let's, sure. Let's. Let, I'm going to jump in the complain pile. Everybody, water's fine. Let's go. There's a certain power developing in the passage of time. We're also getting older. Like, uh, you know, I, I lose sleep occasionally because I'm so excited for a game. But it's not like when I was in middle school by any means. Like, literally couldn't sleep because next day Super Smash Bros. I, I feel like I'm starting to enter this more Kickstarter board game sort of fear that, uh, scene that I see on, like, Twitter where someone will be like, oh, damn, uh, guess what showed up that I invested in two years ago? And, like, then a picture of the board game they got in the box. Like, I kind of like that. Like, I completely forgot Darkest Dungeon 2 even existed until last week when it's like, hey, it's out. I'm like, oh, it's oh, out. Right. I've already been playing oh. it. Oh, well, I, I bought it a year and a half ago. Dude, I that, completely that's how Overwatch release felt. Because it was they had that, mm. like, open beta PvP only thing, which now it's just game only. That's the game. Everybody. Game only. The, the nice. game that they were well advertising done. as PvP only just turned out to be. That's just the game, everybody. Um but then it was, they had their release date, and I'm like, wasn't it already? Like, it released with a whimper. It happens. It's weird stuff. It's weird stuff. Uh, and listen, I'm I'm guilty of I'm older now, and things just sneak up on me. I had no idea the Fast 10 was coming out this Friday. I had to scramble for tickets because Kenny, I love that, <laughs> that, that, that franchise. Um, but I just I was Important like, oh, shit, yeah, I guess we're in the summer, and big movies are coming out. Um, but, but this was like, I'm pretty, I'm still pretty friggin' tapped in to, uh, to the, you know, the blizzard fan sphere. And I remember overwatch two coming out and just feeling like the, is anyone excited? Is anyone stoked? No, it just, it just kind of felt like the hardcore kept playing and yeah. everyone else, uh, like the, the broader general public continued not being interested. It was a phenomenon for a time. It's a shame. You know, it's not a shame. <laughs> uh, depends on your point of view. A certain point of view. I love this show and getting to talk to you about a great many things, Kyle, because burnout in the gaming, in the, in the gaming universe is so easy and common. And I don't usually feel burnt out when I talk to you about the news and what's going on in the world. However, today our news is full of nothing but the two biggest things that make me feel burnt out. <laughs> uh, is this self-imposed? Uh, what? Is it your Twitter feed? Your Twitter feed. Bur- what burnt you out about tears of the kingdom? Uh, it, before- well, I, I don't like it and I cannot escape it. It is literally everywhere I look. It is everywhere you look, unless you, you don't look. You go to you any gaming to. website that isn't PC Gamer, which also is finding ways to, I believe, write about Tears of the Kingdom right now. Well, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's it's like 18 out of the 20 highlighted articles is Tears of the Kingdom. And I'm just well, like, well, to be fair, howdy. all of these websites learn their lesson during Elden Ring. Because right now, if you search, hey, how do I get the thing? How do you get that thing that you're going to first end up on some weird site you've never heard of? And it's going to be someone's like pictures of their switch taken on a phone because they busted it out in time. 
So Elden Ring, all these websites, GameRant, IGN, PC Gamer, they all have very detailed guides. And the majority of the news you're seeing on these websites right now are guides on how to do stuff. Yes, yes. Which I wonder, because you were talking about how you've been, your, Kristen's been going through Elden Ring for the first time, and you're noticing the percentage drop off in achievements that are accomplished as you go through. Yes. Just gets small. The number gets smaller and smaller and smaller as you kill more yeah. and more bosses. I wonder what the drop off was like w- during the Elden Ring uh, splah of of article guides. Like, it, like, did you get past Margit on your article and then just notice, shit, we are like doing like 25% of the Margit uh, article. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely think if you completionist finding the vile perfumer or whatever it was in some weird ruin in the middle of nowhere probably not a lot of people let's leave that to the wikis to handle and they even have like in-game maps that you can move around and like click in and there's some really cool tech if you want to you know 100 elden ring and have a guide for it basically i loved guides growing up i it was one of my favorite gifts to get i wasn't allowed to play video games during the weekdays so i would just sit there and study 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 all week long. Uh, I was the same. Ocarina of time. Except I was allowed to play during the week, but I had to do my homework before I played video games. But I, I just love the art. Because uh, uh, there was Prima, but there was also, I believe, the defunct Versus books. And if you had the, the Versus books Ocarina of Time guide, they had full page spreads of official Ocarina of Time art. Oh, and nice. They were gorgeous. And I cut a bunch of them out and hung them around my room. Oh, man. What do you. Oh, here, here we go. I got a. Um... Prima. I like the Prima one. It was the Prima one. Prima is what most everybody had. Uh, somebody gave to me versus books, and I remember being like, oh, this is like the also random Prima. And then I opened it up. I was like, this book is gorgeous. Thank you, whoever got this for me. And it was just so busy. Like, it was so packed with pictures. And there were so many secrets in Ocarina of Time. Yeah. I mean, that game. I needed know, it for uh, Water Temple because uh, you could screw yourself if you didn't go yeah, through Yeah, I did the, the key. Yeah, the right I had order. to restart. Yeah. But yeah. there was also random stuff like, you know, going to that one little island above the water temple and shooting an arrow at the sun and that allow you to get, I think it was fire arrows would fall down from the sky. I believe that's the case. Yeah. And all the mass stuff in Manjora's mask. And like, it, there were so many secrets and even more complicated as you got into like, what time of day does the runner even pass through the field oh so God. you could talk to him? I wanted the fierce deity mask so bad. So yeah, I sat oh, there that thing with my guide. I got, yeah. I sat there with my guide and got every damn mask. Play the living crap out of Majora's Mask. I think Majora's Mask might be my favorite Zelda game. It, it comes and goes. It would probably be Wind Waker if I beat it. I've never beat Wind Waker. When I finally went and tried it, because I was very edgy and not in the mood for that art style when it came out. When I tried it in college, I was like, holy shit, this game's amazing. Um, and I've been waiting for the HD version that they put out on the Wii U that three people owned to come out for the Switch so I can finally actually beat wind waker um and they still haven't released it they'll probably charge me 40 dollars a month to add on the the gamecube uh oh virtual it, console I, games. I really want them to do game because i didn't own a gamecube that was kind of the one i missed and i would love to check out some of those i i do not have any nostalgia i never owned a super nintendo or whatever the other one was and those games are like Mac and Pete or the, the caveman thing. Like I, I had, Oh my God, I had one of those on. Have you Game not Boy. done a link to the past? I've done a link to the past. Yes. Oh, it was okay. on Game Boy advanced. That they that. did do a re-release on Game Boy advance. Yes. Yeah. So that we, was solid. I still have my cart and we loaded it up and, uh, uh, Katie and I actually, uh, dated when we were younger before we started dating when we were older and got married. 
Um, and it still had a second save from her. I apparently lent her my link to the pass cart at some nice. point. Nice. So it has both. The link to the pass still. was great. Yeah. Yeah. Like goaded for a reason. Uh, but yeah, um, it doesn't matter what I think, Kyle, because Tears of the Kingdom has sold so many copies. Uh, this will be Zelda games until I'm dead. Okay, I, I'm I'm tiptoeing. I'm tiptoeing because there's absolutely a part where I can. There's a there's a bone in my body that just wants to go. See, Chad, he'd like it. Like, wow, we did it. He just talked about what he liked about old Zelda games, and it's totally here in Tears of the Tears of the King. But I won't. I won't do that because I'm tiptoeing. I'm being careful because I absolutely understand. The burnout, the extreme press this is getting. That's why I alluded it to Elden Ring. Like, it's just so loud. Everybody wants to make their ad dollars. Everyone wants to be a part of it. In particular, the guides are probably the smartest part because the game is open world to such a degree that if I'm like, hey, everybody, come watch my stream. I'm 20 hours in. People be like, well, which 20 hours? Which direction? What direction did you go? That that has no meaning. to It's still spoiler for me because my 20 hours could have been riding horses or something <laughs> random like that. You know, <laughs> I, I might've spent all my time doing other weird stuff that you haven't even touched. So I'll do my best for spoilers here, but I have, I've done some investigative reporting this week and I've talked to quite a few Zelda fans because I did not care about breath of the wild for me. And you probably can, you know, if you've been around the show for a little bit, you know that I'm a big monster model man. And this sort of like hyper focus on robot enemies in Breath of the Wild did not interest me. And then, of course, I listened to all the shows that are in our sphere, which, of course, repeat the uh, I don't like durability kind of thing. And to me, that was basically like, a well, I don't have the switch. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. And I do not want to fight robots all day. That's not a Zelda game to me. I'll pass. I was also a little disappointed by Twilight Princess, you know, back back on the Wii and that kind of execution of that story if, was if, weird. If for me, if Breath of the Wild is the most overrated Zelda game of all time, uh, Twilight Princess is the most... Oh, uh, uh, wait, no. Wait. No, they're both overrated. Twilight Princess is also overrated. It's just Ocarina of Time again with a little more edginess. But I do like Midna. Sure, the characters were kind of cute. The wolf form was a little autopilot particularly with like the speed jump thing. It, it, yeah, that you would do. I, I had issues with the... I took I took umbrage with the, with the wolf form. I thought it was a little... Like you said, it was just didn't feel right. I also have an intensely personal take on this, which is I got mono the summer it came out. So I was laying there like, oh, no energy. Like, oh, man, I really can't wait to play Zelda. And it's like, fish, damn you. Move your arm up and down and up and in. And I'm like, I can't play you. I have mono. I, I kind of want to go back to it because I, rem- I was such a grump on the Wii as well. The, the Wii is when I started to turn against Nintendo. I was a Nintendo kid growing up. I had an NES. I took a break with Sega. Then I went back to N64 and also game. And some of my fondest gaming memories are my N64 and my Game Boy Color. Um but uh, I also loved my GameCube. But when the Wii came out, I started turning against. I'm like, what a dumb gimmick. Who gives a shit? Yeah, the bowling's good, but I don't want to play games like this. But I remember playing Twilight Princess and being like, not my favorite Zelda, but the controls are actually pretty good. I want to go back yeah. to it now. I wonder if they're as good as I remember if, if at the time I was just kind of like just down and in the mood for a Zelda game. Oh, they were intensely drifty. There was very little accuracy. I mean, even nowadays, like you can strap your, your Wii dongles what's the name of the the controllers on the on the switch what's the switch? oh the joy cons the joy con yes all of my joy cons you can like strap into your legs and do just dance but like that thing is making it up <laughs> that doesn't know you're moving your legs it's not that accurate 
in that regard. So I did, I did some investigative reporting. I messaged quite a few people that I know are really, really excited about Tears of the Kingdom because you know it just came out Friday. And I was asking, why is there such a heavy spoiler culture with this game? Because it was really interesting to me because to me, much like you, the idea of a Zelda game having a story that can be spoiled is completely foreign. I wonder, Kyle, do you think Link will beat Ganon? Maybe that'll happen, right? Do you right? think he'll beat Ganon, Kyle? I mean, there's also uh, Link's Awakening, which can very much be spoiled. Yes, and that's kind of the case. The majority of people I talked to found the ending of Breath of the Wild disappointing. Like, the story didn't climax in a way that was fulfilling for them. Mm. So, seeing Tears of a Kingdom being a sequel got them very excited because it was an opportunity to revisit that world, revisit that story, and maybe do it in an interesting way this time. The other half of them knew that this was an intense puzzle game. And I will straight up say that this is more like Portal in that regard. I saw the ad. I saw the ad air on you know, my computer. The guy came home and he, he, he hugged his wife, but she was in a robe and she was going to bed because he was late. And he you know, wanted this moment of peace. So he sat down and fired up his switch. And he wanted nostalgia for Zelda. He wanted the game that reminded him of playing Zelda when he was young, uh, which means that's false advertising. Because if you want to get a Zelda game that reminded you of Zelda when you were young, uh, there's nothing to be found here. Well, <laughs> hang on. I'm having a laugh. And, and, and he built a boat. And I was like, you know what? Maybe this is the pace I should have this at. And on previous show, I mentioned, you know, I got, I got kids. They're in the living room. I want to play something. Bloodborne isn't age appropriate. <laughs> so an adventure game, Elden Ring adventure game, open world. Like it, it kind of got my juices flowing. It's like, okay, I'm playing Luigi's mansion in front of them. Maybe, you know, this would be a great opportunity to play something in front of them that maybe they can even participate a little bit in. You know, three-year-old can be like, build this, build that, put this here. And so I started playing and I got to the part in the commercial where the guy builds a boat. And I was like, oh, I'm really disappointed. Now I know I'm supposed to build a boat to cross this ravine because that's what the commercial did. Oh, you can be spoiled on Tears of the Kingdom. Oh my God. Oh, I, I, I care. I, I care. Now, it must is that like, what you're seeing most people be concerned about? Or are they concerned about story spoilers? Most people are concerned about story spoilers okay. and more of a like what the world in a sequel sense has updated to. And I'm not going to do I'm not going to talk any story. I even on our stream when I was talking about how much I was enjoying it uh, was just saying complete gibberish and people were muted me about like, no, 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 no. Like I was saying complete Zelda gibberish about like, you got to eat the lightning fruit to climb. And, and they're like, no, don't tell me there is no lightning fruit that I'm aware of, but there might be someday. So maybe, you know, I scared people <laughs> off there, but the puzzle, I would never want to watch a stream for this game because I would never want to see a solution to a puzzle. And because I did not play breath of the wild, there was a moment where I came across a difficulty and I said, let me look this up because I have no frame of reference for how this should be solved. What tonally you're telling me to do? Should I go farm? Should I go unlock something else? Or can I solve it with the tools available to me? And because it was day one internet and I, it was absolute chaos with everyone kind of going for the click, every website had a different solution to this. And I thought that was really awesome. But I wanted to do my solution, which was kind of laborious. And this is a game I absolutely put down when I get tired because my contraptions start being crap. So I need to take a little break. Find my patience again and come back to it. 
it is it is a legit puzzle game and there is tons to discover like in the shoot the arrow into the sun to get fire arrows ocarina of time way there is straight up discovery throughout this there are insanely cute moments where i think to me it's best highlighted that the your map quest will be like go do a thing but the little pip that shows where the quest is stays right on the quest giver like you're supposed to read you're you're supposed to do like Third grade, uh, what was that? ITBS test. Read the paragraph and find the important part. Oh boy, Kyle, also, you're really selling me. I, I loved ITBS the, tests. I mean, that was one of my most favorite things. They bold the important parts, right? They bold the important parts so you can kind of cue back in, and you are supposed to discover this game at your own pace. What it does instead of the classical, the 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 forest temples for a hook shot and the fire temples for a hammer. They have a bucket of toys, and in the first five minutes, they go go which toys for what you'll figure it out go and there is a throwaway line in the first five minutes that i will spoil for garrett's sake so you know if you're not past the first five minutes there you go there is a great curse that crosses the land and destroys all weaponry and to me that was a throwaway line enough of being like hell yeah oh that that's a good curse that's a that's a bad that's a bad thing to do for anybody who would be killed by weaponry. I, I kind of like that. And now you can use a combination tool to increase durability on weapons you might really like. And in that way, they last enough hits. Another complaint that came in my head I was like, well, I'm spending all of combat and menus. That's kind of crap. I, I you know I engage in combat and I'm okay, shoot the thing, do it again, shoot the thing, weapon break, back into my menus to make the thing. And I was like, oh, that, well, that's not classic Zelda. Oh, Water Temple. How many time, How much menu time did you spend in Water Temple? Putting your boots on, taking your boots off, putting your boots on, taking your boots off. Oh, no, I need. I actually need the red tunic for this. Taking on the red tunic, putting on the thing. Oh, no, I only got three item slots. Let me jump back in there and put the bombs and the bombachoos. And it's it. this is a Zelda game. This is what you're asking for with a Zelda game. I, I, I believe I specifically asked for uh, more dungeons and longer dungeons. And there are. There are. Uh, absolutely. There's the exact same number of dungeons as Breath of the Wild. It's it, the, You're focusing on the wrong part. There's a language shift there that does mean that these quests are massive, sprawling. Maybe they don't take place inside a structure for the whole thing, but... I absolutely am getting that feeling that I wanted from mm. Ocarina of Time. I, there is a organic and frankly, like, well, it paced discovery throughout this thing. It makes me feel smart. I like that. It, it rewards a skilled player, as some might say. But really, I'm probably doing exactly what the developer wanted me to. But I do it on my own with my own horrible contraptions. And I, I kind of love it. I mean, I think that's the point of the game. It certainly, and, and by the way, I'm not here to say they're bad games. I'm saying they're games I don't like, and that's very different. I totally sure. understand why everyone loved Breath of the Wild. Uh, I liked it enough, but not enough to beat. Uh, I got bored eventually uh, and, and didn't complete it, and I have no interest. Um, and so when Tears of the Kingdom came out, it just looked, to me, it looks like a lot more the same with a build mechanic and I don't like build mechanics. 
now there there is a lot they're doing wrong in that regard for you right i i Let's uh, talking about sales for a hot moment. Link Between Worlds sold four million copies. Breath of the Wild sold twenty nine million copies. You can say things like uh, you know Twilight Princess uh, sold ten million. Ocarina of Time sold, sold seven million. Like we are so far beyond the target audience here. They they do not care. Even the producer came oh, out. I don't and was know. Like, I, th- I think wait, I, I think I'm just not. It's it's not my it's not my jam. It's not my it's not my flavor. I I feel wholly uh alien to this. Sure. Like but I I'm I saying just, they're exacerbating that issue for you because the producer comes out and says Zelda games will be like this forever and everyone goes yay except for you in the back who goes boo. No, and I, that's I, not I, fair I did, to you. I, no, I kind of just do the thing where you put your arms down and you kind of s- just sink your head and just go, "Well, all right." Sure, you're, you're the guy in the corner of the meme with the, they, they don't even know I like classic Zelda games and everyone's partying and building random crap in the room. Yeah, pretty, I, pretty much. Yeah. And yeah. and that and then there's there's kind of a dunking culture that comes from it. And it, it makes engaging with Breath of the Wild and Tears it's, of the Kingdom on Twitter. I think I'm really experiencing tough. what you experience about Breaking Bad. Sure. Everyone will not shut the hell up about how Breaking Bad's the greatest television show ever made. And it actually is the greatest television show ever made. And so there's a lot of people, I, I get that vibe from like, this, I, I would love, I would love to like really get into my thoughts of like, I'm going to explain exactly why Breath of the Wild doesn't work for me. But every time I do, uh, I get like mobbed by the, what, you don't like Breath of the Wild? It's the greatest game that ever made. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Or the other side, oh, this guy just jerks. I'm leaving. Uh, like there's just, to me, there's not a lot of fun to be had in exploring why I don't like Breath of the Wild. And so I try my best to keep it brief and just be like, uh, I don't like it. Uh, It doesn't scratch the Zelda edge for me and I don't want more of it. It doesn't mean I think it's a bad game. I do think it's a bad soundtrack. I think it's the worst Zelda soundtrack in the history of the game, which is one of my favorite things in Zelda. Uh, But I don't think it's a bad game. Uh, I don't think it's a game that I like. Ice cold take, in my opinion. Ice cold. (laughs) So... There, there is an element of that, right? And that is the, the kind of culture around it. I do wonder, you know, it was a launch Switch game, so there's probably some endearment there of like, this is my Switch, I got it, this is the only console I had. It's also extremely easy to become endeared by the Switch. You know, I had to go to the doctor's yesterday, just a normal checkup, but it's a doctor's office. It's going to be slow. And I was like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Dude, the Switch okay. is, I think, like, the, like this. if I had to like point to something and be like a single greatest piece of gaming hardware, I think, I think it might be the Switch. It could and definitely could be. I, I have I have a lot of like Nintendo nitpicks. Like I, I don't like the way that they hide their back catalog behind a subscription service for the Switch. Sure, nothing has made me want to illegally modify my Switch and jam it full of ROMs faster uh, than the way Nintendo has handled uh, backwards compatibility. Sure, but, I'm a squeezer when I get stressed, so I always shift off my Joy Cons. Like I, I just start I start squeezing, and then I I don't like yeah, that. There's, that there's also fit and finish issues, but the the Switch as a as a single unit and and like the charm factor on the Switch, I think is second to none. I, I've I've always loved Nintendo handhelds. I think the Switch is like the greatest evolution of that ever. Um, boy, howdy, I would just love a Switch with like modern guts. Like I would like I would pay big money for that. Well, and when I see a game like this with these levels of graphics uh, and I'm playing on my TV, I'm like, oh, well, that's because it's going to go nuts later on. You know what I mean? Like the game looks bad because it's going to unleash later. 
and I was in the opening zone. And it went like chug 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 when like not much was happening. Oh, that, that is not it, the case. It, it was behind in power when it was new, and now it's old. Yes, like. But when I when I hold it, and Kristen's playing Bloodborne, and I go into like Nintendo space, and the screen is as big as the sky because you're just like spacing and it's in your hands and right in front of your eyes. I was literally going cross-eyed for the audio listeners. Like it, it, the graphics don't matter when you're holding it and it expands into mind space. And it is beautiful in that way. Is there, and that's, that's why I mean like Duncan culture. There's a lot of people who will, you know, you say, I don't like it. I think of Neil deGrasse Tyson, who ended up apologizing to Flat Earthers for saying, I probably shouldn't have mic dropped you guys. I think I made things worse. I don't know. He probably and it's true. But for, for us that note that the sun changes position, yes. <laughs> for us that are, you know, see the seasons existing. There's a certain yes. level of, of rejection that you should probably be made fun of. Right, but if you're like, I don't think I like this game, and someone's like, 10 out of 10 on every review, mic drop, it's just going to make you hate it more. And you're just going to become more defensive in your hate. And I don't think Breath of the Wild into Tears of the Kingdom fans are doing themselves a lot of favors. What are doing them favors? Giant dick men shooting flames at their penises. That's funny. That's great. That makes me want to explore it. Uh, I do. uh, I'm glad it exists for that reason because it is hilarious to watch clips. And I'm just like, cool. I'm glad you're doing it for me because I have no interest in figuring out how to build uh, exploding dick man. And that's a, that's a whole part of the game you could enjoy. And that's someone's 20 hours. My 20 hours, uh, frankly, if I've streamed it, was probably one of the most insulting things you've ever seen to a game. Because I don't respect games I don't know I like yet. So I go in there, I'm throwing things. I'm like, I don't care. I'm, I'm like kind of boosting through dialogue because the beginning's the easiest thing to repeat. If, if I end up loving it, I can always go play the beginning anytime I want. I did this with Mass Effect. I did this with Dragon Age, like games that I truly revere. I always start in a like, who cares? Maybe I don't even like this kind of way. But the game earned my respect with its difficulty and, and definitely earned my respect with its exploration into its puzzles and more so in the actual quest that leads to proper big Temple dungeons. That's how I, I was with Final Fantasy XIV. I famously yeah. like I don't I have zero interest in playing it. And then when I got into it, it really started doing do, it, it. It it sold me with the story, but then it like it really kept me around with with some of the greatest boss fights I've ever experienced in MMO, which is something that's really important to me, uh, and it's something in games that I have a lot of respect and love for. Um, and something no one talked about. No one was like, yo, you should do extremes. Or I mean, we eventually started getting that in the, in, the, in the comments, but no one ever tried to sell me on Final Fantasy XIV by saying, if you liked rating in World of Warcraft, you're going to lose your shit over some of these boss fights. They should have. And that's what I'm telling folks within the sound of my voice. Do you like boss fights in World of Warcraft? Final Fantasy XIV has some of the best ones I've ever played. So. Yes. Dude, holy. Oh my God. I'm. This is such a visual gag. It is so goddamn inescapable. Oh, never mind. I don't know why my brother sent me this. Are you watching my stream, Chase? <laughs> I was about to start screaming because I saw Zelda in a text message on my watch, and I'm like, I can't even escape this fucking shit from my own brother. Nope, it's Skyward Sword. I don't know why hmm. you sent me Skyward Sword, Chase, but thank you. Hmm. <laughs> I like I Skyward Sword. There, There is much... I don't think it's 10 out of 10. Like the 10, I don't think a 10 scale for the Switch really works at all. 
because as you said, we're already dealing with graphics. We're dealing it, with it already frame is down rate a few issues. points because nothing runs at what used to be Nintendo quality in terms right. of and, performance. And to give this a ten out of ten is is it is disingenuous, right? Like as you like, I haven't found a tune. Granted, you know, I hated the Game of Thrones song when it originally played. There's a lot of songs I made fun of Tomorrow and Tomorrow when it first played. There's a lot of songs in these games where I'm like, I don't. This is dumb. And then later on, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, oh, you've emotionally cued me in. And now I kind of see the rhythm. But like, I, I cook and he sings like, uh, Link like hums the storm song to himself. And I'm like, what, what, play a good song. Like, play that song instead of the one that's playing right now. If you know that hits my nostalgia, like, let's just do that. The voice acting to me is, is the Japanese is better. I, I, I do. It was, uh, I did. It was. It was care. bad. It was the English voice acting. Not a fan. Maybe they're amazing actors. I don't know who they are. I'm sure when you love an actor and they do the thing, you have a connection to them and you love hearing their voice. But I don't know. And I do not like the performance. The Japanese way better in that regard. And there are performance issues. Things don't line up correctly when they should when you're building things. There's never been an issue where, like, I've randomly been thrown super far or someone's like, like into a wall, like, you know, when we saw with Redfall or anything like that. But 10 out of 10 is disingenuous. I think if we divided this into sections, gameplay, graphics, whatever, there are absolutely some 10 out of 10s you could have in there. And it does impress. Mm. But the current media cycle, and you can go to these websites, you can see the name by so-and-so, go click on their articles. Two articles ago, they were ripping on a modern game for having bad frame rate, and here they are giving 10 out of 10s on Zelda, right? Like, it's not it's not accurate what is being done here. Well, at some point, uh, when it's expected, do you bother even pointing it out? And and that's the thing, right? In In your own Switch world, where these are the only games you consume, and like, Advance Wars has been on the top of their sales list forever, which you know isn't like a graphically impressive game. This is hasn't been out that long. But it, it, it's been, it, it, yeah, but it's like that. You know, you you think like your premier game. You know, you're gonna have the PlayStation. Think of like the best looking game you can possibly think of. Right, mm-hmm. is gonna be their top seller, and the Nintendo Store doesn't look anything like that. They're not doing any favors to anyone who's curious about. Tears of the Kingdom. No, no. And my, and me, like, it, it, this almost never comes, you know me. Kyle, would you, would you describe me as a frugal person? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm not at all. No. I, I, uh, one of my favorite pastimes is spending money. Um, uh, but however, I don't like feeling buyer's remorse. Uh, and I felt it with Breath of the Wild. I, I had, I, I didn't feel like I needed to pay full price for that game. Um, cause I, I didn't have a, particularly great time with it um so with any other game on earth well any other publisher on earth i would go i'll just wait for it to go on sale like i'm unsure so i'll i'll pick it up on sale but it's a nintendo game kyle so it's never going to be on sale and more specifically it's a nintendo zelda game so it's never going to be on sale sure sure yeah yeah so that's, that's, it's, it's just in a really strange spot. So, uh, I don't know. Next time I see you, I'll borrow your switch and see if I, uh, if I want to eat my words. It's, uh, I mean, it, it took me a long time, you know, and I, and I had the benefit of the family running around. I mean, I even, 
I even was like, hey, you know, let me take the baby for a little bit. I was holding the six month old and I got busy. I went out with the kids. I took them for a walk and Kristen got to stay home. You know, she was relaxing. It was Mother's Day. I, I succeeded. I come home and like 20 shrines are done. And she's like, what? I just beat Elden Ring. I want to do something relaxing. <laughs> and like just completely fell in love instantly with those puzzles. I took a lot longer to warm up to it. I had to actually find a quest that engaged me in order to find interest. Mm. But I have found that. And I really, really enjoy it. And I see me beating the base game. Am I going to 100% this thing? Probably not. There's a lot of Assassin's Creed kind of level quests in there where you're like, you're the same guy from down the hill. You're having the exact same trouble. What, what are you doing here? That's not a 10 out of 10 thing to me. If, if people in the chat are like, but Kyle, you can't compare the graphics. I know I'm aware, but like there, there are many you, aspects. You, you that can are, expect good performance though. Like but, it, 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 this is a, a very specific thing for me. And normally I don't care that much, but growing up when we, when, when I was an age where I actually gave a shit about review scores, um, Nintendo, defense because they never had the most powerful console although the gamecube was actually really impressive for its time um didn't matter regardless that, that was weird that was like a they were afraid of piracy thing so they used a half-size disc and it spun the opposite direction of normal discs um but the nintendo's defense for its underpower was but their games always run perfect there's no issue bug-free experience buttery smooth performance that's just not true anymore with switch games and and so to me, that is where I do. I'm like, all right, uh, I got a gotcha here. I got a gotcha here. Their games run like shit. <laughs> Their games run bad. Uh, they don't need to look the prettiest, but they should at least run well. And now they don't look the prettiest and they don't run great, which I think is really disappointing. The one that really annoyed me was the remake, which I think is charming. And I love two pieces of uh, Link's Awakening. That thing has freaking frame rate issues. And that was the point where I was like, okay, Switch, I'm a little... I'm getting a little impatient with you. Sorry, that's my aside. But you, you keep no, bringing I, up re review scores. And I'm like, I don't even really think about review scores anymore. But I remember there was a time where my friends and I would fight like crazy about review scores on like IGN and stuff. Like, I don't care anymore. But back then, I remember that being a thing late teenage Garrett would get up to with his buddies. Is like, well, well, Nintendo's not even that powerful. Yeah, but it performs well. And it's like, well, now we don't even have that, that defense for Nintendo games. But the games are good. They're good systems. They're well-made. Interesting stuff going on in, in, in them. I've liked a lot of the first-party Nintendo games I've played on the Switch. Breath of the Wild excluded. Um, but again, it's a personal thing. Like, again, uh, I'm going to repeat myself, but I look at those games and I'm like, I get it. I get why people are frothing at the mouth for this. But it's it, it ain't me. Well, and I found reviews way too dismissive. That's why I had to play it for myself. Like, it, this is a quote that comes up everywhere which is this may be the same map, but in no way feels the same. And you're like, well, if they copy the map, that's a huge misstep. That's a huge amount of content you just ruined for everybody. You're copying over the same map? That sounds boring. In my investigative interviews that I performed on many friends and family who love the, you know, these games, it is different enough. But you're not going to trust some media conglomerate to say that. And these quotes are so glowing and the reviews are so glowing. There must be something wrong with it. That's not the case. It is exactly what Chad's saying. You know, we just we, we just kind of, you know, back and forth with them a little bit. But it is true. Like, take it inside the sphere of Switch games and a Zelda game like Breath of the Wild. And this is nothing but improvement. And for me, enemy types 
quests, stories, length of temples. It did it. It succeeded. Uh, and I don't really want to go back to Breath of the Wild because now I hear I'm playing the, the better version of it. Oh, I've heard from a lot of people that, like, I trust the opinion of as, as someone who is, isn't really interested in playing this, that it would it would feel like a massive step backwards to go back to Breath of the Wild after this. Yeah, which not, is like, which not is really a good thing. I, interested. I see that as like an objectively good thing. It's just, you know, just I am I am here as the odd man out. And here's another quote that, you know, and this seems honest. The frame rate still dips sometimes, but I saw essentially no bugs in over a hundred hours. That's true. That that is true. That's like good. The, yeah, it's great to have a bug free game. I played it day one. Especially I downloaded right it now because we can't say yeah. that about a lot of the big releases at the moment. Yeah, that's uh, it's why I, I haven't played probably my most hyped game right now, which is uh, the sequel to Jedi. Like, I want to play that. Yeah. But I've got a brand new computer, and they still haven't fixed the PC version. And, like, yeah, I could pick it up for a console. Although, I hear the PS5 also has issues. I think the Xbox version is the one that's running the best right now. Um, but I, I've got this beast of a computer. I want to play the new Jedi game on the computer because I want to see it as good as it could possibly look. But if it ain't, if it ain't running right, then I'm not going to buy it. So there's just been a lot of... It's weird. I feel like we've gone backwards a bit. And we had that, like, Last of Us port uh doesn't run great on pc like it's like I'm like are we traveling back in time i feel like we're in their early aughts where pc ports were nightmares <laughs> and you had to stick to the console versions so i think it's i think you should absolutely point out that it's a bug-free experience yeah it, these reviews are conspiracy level of like rejection to me there's there's too many tens there's not enough critique there's not enough deep investigation into what the actual point of playing is to entice a player, you're already sold in most cases because of Breath of the Wild. And it's going to do better than that. Near 30 million copies sold on Breath of the Wild. This is going to do way better. It's and bananas. It, it, yeah, it deserves it. It's really fun. It's really fun, dude. It's it's a really good time. But it is, it is time expensive. That yeah, much I'm sure. glad you're having fun. Yeah, man, the climbing mechanic, like uh, if, if you're the kind of person who enters, you know, oblivion and says, hey, can I climb that? Love it. it. It's great. The little bar thing to me, I think it's like a Genshin Impact thing is where I've seen it more. And I'm like, oh, the climbing bar. I don't like the idea of this. Love it. Swimming. <laughs> no, that thing's too short. It's dumb. <laughs> but climbing. Love it. Love it. I, I love I I really do. I, I love a lot of it. Sick. Glad you're having a good time. I remain unmoved. But hopefully I can move you to go to supportourbromance.com. Ooh, nice. And consider chipping in. Whether you love Tears of the Kingdom or you want double the dungeons and a whole lot less shrines. You know, maybe you enjoyed a little talk. Check it out. We've got bonus content over there if you sign up, if you support us on Patreon or YouTube membership. Honestly, both ways are great for us and you get access to bonus content either way we dropped a really long final fantasy 14 q a session as a bonus video and podcast this week that both our patrons and our members get regardless of what level you're also going to get uh, a version of the podcast that doesn't have this patreon ad read in it and access to our members only discord channels so go check it out support our if you're sitting out there wondering yeah but hold on i want to know how much of my money goes to the guy that has the correct opinion about tears of the kingdom and how much money goes to kyle um <laughs> Just so you know, it's uh, we just split it 50-50. Split it right yeah. down the middle. Um, that's yep. how we do Cancel it. Cancel your vote out. 
Yeah, no problem. Exactly. Exactly. So check it out. Supportourbromance.com. Let's get to what we've been playing. Well, I, I know what you've been playing. <laughs> I played other things too. You know, when the kids go to bed, I get out the violent stuff. Oh, the violent stuff. Yeah, the violent stuff, the good mm. stuff. I sound like Tears of the Kingdom wasn't good. It's good. I haven't, well, sat, I haven't gone and sat oh, down and like focus watched it, but multiple times today, the new Mortal Kombat trailer has come across my, my oh. peripheral and made me remember what a massive Mortal Kombat fan I used to be. This is Mortal Kombat 1, right? They're we're doing the, the full one thing. reboot. Uh, I don't even think there's a one. I think it's just called Mortal Kombat. Okay. Uh, but this is not a this is not a, a, a trailer park because I haven't actually sat down and watched a trailer yet. I've seen clips from it. It's all over my social media today. Um, but uh, no, I haven't said. Oh, there is a one on it. That's so dumb. Stop putting I mean, one on things. More dumb story min, uh, missions, please. Those things were hilarious in the last one. I haven't I haven't played a Mortal Kombat game in in decades. But uh, as a kid, it was my fighting game of choice. So I played one, two, three, and three Ultimate obsessively. Uh, and, and then as soon as they went 3d i was out of there <laughs> and i haven't returned to mortal Kombat since but some uh, some about this trailer i'm like i could i could get into some mortal Kombat. i could do it maybe mm. this is it maybe this is where i get back on uh no but kyle i've been extremely uh cutting edge playing the newest hottest latest game uh need for speed unbound the uh it is the most recent need for speed okay yeah no that's but from it's, the it's not that new it came out before christmas yeah, it's it's the graffiti one, right? It's the one with all the like the I would call the it the, uh, I would call it the Spider Verse one because oh, that's how sure. I would describe its effects. Sure, sure. It's like two D effects drawn on top of three D models. I do like that. I do too. Uh, I, 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 think, I always think of the Orphea trailer for Here's the Storm. I think it is the most. Uh, so I, I I haven't had it until now. Uh, as I mentioned before, we had our Jesse Cox episode last week. I had uh, installed. Uh, Need for Speed Underground on a PC. Need for Speed Underground 2 um, on my PC. And I got it, I got heavy into the mods because there's a lot of mods for my favorite Need for Speed, which is Underground 2. Uh, and it, it made me go, you know what? That new Need for Speed did look good. And I haven't picked it up and given it a fair shake. So let's go give it a look-see. Um, and so now I have it. It was on sale. It, it has since showed up for even cheaper immediately after I purchased it, uh, which is what happens every time I buy a Need for Speed game. This happened to me with Heat as well. I bought it and then immediately ended up on Game Pass. So, you know, hey, whatever. But uh, I'm enjoying it. It's not perfect. I do think visually it is the freshest, coolest looking racing game I've seen in years. I, I do like the style. I, I do like the Spider-Verse. It is cool looking. Like, it's mostly realistic. The cars look very real. The environment looks very real. But the people are cell shaded and then, like, instead of realistic smoke coming off your tires, it's very highly animated-looking smoke. It's very cell-shaded. Uh, you get, like... But, again, I can, the best way to describe it is Spider-Verse. Like, that kind of gestural, like, action emphasis on what's happening is going on all over the screen. How's the music? Like, is it a modern selection? Or I really the- like the soundtrack. But I like sad boy rap. Like... <laughs> So, Which, okay. So emo rap was was a thing that got big. We're coming up probably on a decade because like like uh, most of the rappers that made it famous are sadly dead. A lot of them died 
Um, but like, uh, your juice worlds and your little peeps, they combined a lot of rap elements with emo elements and really made a kind of a a new thing uh, back when they started getting popular. And uh, it's all over this game. Like it is, it is a lot of more modern sounding rap and hip hop. uh, And I enjoy emo rap. Some people find it horrible and they're all against the auto tune and all that stuff. It's been like 20 years. Auto-tune, complaining about auto-tune to me is like complaining about distorted guitar and rock music. It is just an effect. Let's move on. I also uh, went to a live T-Pain concert, and that guy can dance, and he was a great showman. So I think T-Pain's a great exa- a great defense of auto-tune because uh, he's put out plenty of covers and stuff where he's not using it. That man can sing. Mm-hmm. He clearly yeah. uses it for effect because it's the style of music he's going for. Um, but yeah, I really like the, uh, I really like the soundtrack for for unbound it does in a way feel a little bit like a, a spiritual successor to underground because it just cool. has it really has this like it's it's it really has a i think a pretty authentic street racing vibe that feels modern it doesn't feel like it's trying to be fast and the furious in 1998 or whenever the hell it came out 2001 the first fast and furious is so painfully pre 9 11 because the fbi is trying to chase down people who are stealing dvd players which just immediately dates the movie of like, okay, this was before nine 11. Cause this, this, this plot point would make no, no sense otherwise. Um, but, uh, like all the, the style of cars, the car collection, the music, just everything feels updated. It feels like when I go to a modern car show these days, um, to me, it feels very of its time, um, which is cool. So to me, it feels like underground for 2023. And I assume real cars, so your 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 yep. car fandom is satisfied by. Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, how deep down this rabbit hole do you want to go, Mister? Uh, I mean, do, do they have your car? Can you drive your car in a video game? Yes, they have is both good? Katie and my cars. <laughs> yes. Um, I haven't kitted out the Mustang yet, which is my car. I have ki- I have almost fully kitted out Katie's car. So there's been uh, there's been some drama in Need for Speed for the last two, I believe entries uh toyota will not license their cars to need for speed anymore and toyota Hmm. is a very famous uh car brand and very popular in like uh what we would call tuner culture which is fast and the furious street racing cars that you would modify and make personal do they not want to is it the video games or they don't want to be like modded and they don't want to that's what they said for the last one but then the next forza came out and it was lousy with toyota cars Okay, so they don't want to be they don't want to be in the illegal street racing scene. They don't want to be uh, the Horizon games are street racing. Horizon Forza Zero. Horizon games are street racing. Forza Motorsport are real world tracks. Right. It's it's where it gets murky. So because there's Toyotas and Forza Horizon games saying we don't want to be associated with street racing doesn't really hold. Is my point. But is it wasn't Forza a uh, that's a racing game where like all you're in a competition, right? You're not illegally street racing or. Well, that's what I'm telling you is, is the motorsport titles are on racetracks. The horizon titles are on streets. Oh, I, but yeah, but that's like, say, yeah, no, but you can have like an illegal marathon where a hundred <laughs> people run without the police's awareness, you know, like it's important to put up the cones and like, you know, maybe they just don't want to be a part of that. You know, maybe uh, all I'm saying, it's not as clean cut as it was. Graffiti is a crime. However, it is an art. Yeah. 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 But whatever the case is, Toyota used to always be in need for speed games. People expect their Toyota. We want Toyotas in our need for speed games. We don't have them. And it's been a bit of a, a, a pain point for the last couple of need for speed titles. 
so Mercedes doesn't give a damn because they're in Mario Kart for some reason. Right. And they're, uh, so Ace, the rapper Aesop Rocky is uh, prominently featured in this game and drives a Mercedes. Ah, so there I you see. Go. Look, I was thought you were saying it because we're looking at one right now, but I don't think you even noticed it was Mercedes. Did no, I, I see the little the little symbol up okay, there. It's, okay, it's kind of right, you know, right. it's recognizable. I wouldn't right. go for these X lights. That's dangerous. Yeah, you know, actually, have some light come out of your car might be a good idea. <laughs> um, it's usually actually that's the thing a lot of uh, like low rent rally drivers do. You tape it because it's still glass, and if you break it, you don't have shattered glass everywhere. It's low actually rent? a safety thing. <laughs> Well, like prof- if you're a professional racer, it's probably plexiglass nowadays. But back in the day, uh, you used okay. to just do an X a stripe of X tape on your on your headlights. Yeah, and the doors aren't real or whatever because they weigh too much or something like that. Usually, you just strip out all anything that's cosmetic that doesn't yeah. make the car run. So the inside is like bare sheet metal for weight savings. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, but it's really it's fun. There's it's not perfect. It's really grindy. Like holy shit, making money in this game takes forever. Uh, and cars are like, it's uh, Katie and I were like memeing on the car shop. Cause it's like, it's in in-game dollars, right? The prices are so wrong. We like, I, I, I know what most of these cars cost. And I'm like, that's like twice as much as that car actually costs. <laughs> I'm huh. I, I would real world pricing actually work in a video game though. Like, cause you have to run your own economy and you have to give out money for your quests. I mean, it's all and- relative, right? And and to a certain point, it does make sense. Like a Lamborghini is a lot more than like a Ford in yeah. the game, but it's still like way overinflated compared to what they actually cost in the real world. Huh? I mean, I figure you probably make your income first and then decide prices off that and what feels good because we like that fives and tens kind of mentality. Mm. That's an, that'd be an intre- a game economist. Uh, the person who laid out the currency prices would be very interesting. I would love to, to talk to some of them. I wonder if it's yeah. just because they wanted the prize pools from doing the races in game to feel big, but then also yeah. not want car acquisition to be too fast. Right. Um, That'd and be my and guess. to folks in chat, uh, we're, this is the latest Need for Speed that we're talking about, uh, which is not a Sony or an Xbox exclusive. Need for Speed has never been exclusive and is on, available on. I think everything except Nintendo Switch. This is also the first Need for Speed that is uh, new, latest generation only. Uh, there was no PS4 version. There was no Xbox One version. Um, so it looks very, very nice. It's very pretty looking. Um, but yeah, it's 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 fun, but there's, there's a couple weird things. It's very grindy, and I think it has the worst drifting in any game I've ever played. Oh, which is a bit of a disappointment for me. That's intense because that's often how you showcase your skills. Yeah, actually. I've gotten good at it, kind of, but I still don't like it, if that makes sense. But now I'm like, I'm, I'm halfway, I know I'm halfway through the game because it, it has a really cool campaign system where you literally work through a, a week calendar. You do day, night, day, night. And then when you get to the weekend, it's like a tournament. It's like a big race. And it's it actually feels pretty fresh, and that I like about it. But it does also make the game feel kind of grindy because it takes a really long time to get through the game. Is it fully mapped out, like the whole year? Like a, uh, the campaign is a four-week cycle, essentially. So you know once you hit the end of week two that you're basically halfway through the campaign. Okay. That's kind of neat. I like yeah. real-time games. I don't think that's what you call it, but, you know, calendar-based games. It's a fun way to kind of build up, like, a like a racing event-type game. Yeah. And, there's, and if you were a fan of, like, Most Wanted... Uh, and I think Carbon had a cop mechanic as well. Um, there's there's oh, some like pretty cop fun mechanics. cop mechanics in this game. Like the, the yeah, police like are pretty fun to try and evade and take out. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. So there's, there's some really good stuff about it. There's some not great stuff about it. I, apparently th- today is the day we're giving things uh, scores. I would give it a solid seven out of 10. <laughs> I like, I like modest scores. Yeah. I think yeah. a perfect game should always be a four out of five. I think it is absolutely worth picking up on sale. I think I would have been bummed at $70. I picked it up on sale for 40 and I don't, I'm not mad about my purchase. So that's kind of how I'm feeling about it. Well, I have had uh, polite conversation burnout playing Zelda and Final Fantasy 14 and Luigi's Mansion all at the same time. <laughs> the number of people who want to, hmm? oh, I didn't notice you there after they told me like seven lines of dialogue. I'm just like, please stop calling me doctor, whatever your name is in Luigi's Mansion. Stop giving me hints. Stop giving me tools. Stop talking. Everyone talks so much. So in the evenings, I'm playing Darkest Dungeon 2 which doesn't talk much at all, merely to tell you unfathomable hit and stuff like that and Andaluvian horrors and whatnot. <laughs> I, I did have to massively kind of check my desires at the door for that one. It is not Darkest Dungeon 1. Darkest Dungeon 1 is way more like XCOM where you really kind of imagine a personality and a troop on top of your characters. Because, you know, collateral, in my heavy in XCOM doesn't have a personality, but I've seen him get his legs almost blown off and he almost survived this. And then he broke up in the wall and shot the aliens. And I'm like, I like you a lot, Collateral. And his death really meant a lot to me. This is not the case with Darkest Dungeon 2. Darkest Dungeon 2 is Slay the Spire. They have taken the combat of Darkest Dungeon 1 and elevated it as the premier part of the game with very, very little town management. And it's... It's chill. <laughs> you know, I'm still sad because it's not Darkest Dungeon 1. Darkest Dungeon 1 is still there. Oh, you can go play that. I know. But, you know, this company, Red Hook, made Darkest Dungeon 1, and I wanted more of the good stuff, maybe with this better graphic system they have. And instead, I'm finding that it's lost character and monster diversity, uh, as though the monsters are harder to make, which makes sense because you made them nicer. So you're going to have less of them in that regard. So overall, Darkest Dungeon 2, I'm, I guess I'm rating things too. Uh, 7 out of 10. It's a chill game in the evening. I like turn base. <laughs> I don't really mind when people talk to me in turn base too much because I feel like I don't have anywhere else I should be either. So like Persona 5 didn't bother me with talking so much. Mm. But, you know, when I'm almost about to run away and build a car, uh, I, get a little, I get a little tired at times. But will and that Darkest car Dungeon, have an exploding dick? And Darkest Dungeon has satisfied. Yes, it will. It will. Uh, yeah, has satisfied that desire for something a little darker, a little more action-packed in the evenings, but uh, by no means is it the original. Mm. You seemed disappointed in it during early access, and the tone of your voice sounds still a little uh, wanting. I was very disappointed in it. Uh, Certain hero powers were terribly unbalanced. They only had chapter one, which, you know, play any video game and beat the first boss. And then someone turns you and be like, Hey, you happy with your purchase? Probably not. So it was, it's why I haven't bought Baldur's Gate three. Cause the idea of doing act one, I'm like, well, all act ones kind of suck in RPGs. Cause you're getting to know things <laughs> and it's over simple. And there's like, you know, maybe some mechanics, but they're, you know, it, it's the introduction and the ball isn't rolling yet. I need to get back to it. I loved the first chapter for the thief in Octopath Traveler too. I was, I was, I was very sold. That's true. That's an example of a game that goes heavy. Uh, I only played Octopath Traveler one, but 
the intro story was the best part to me. And it was actually the back half when all the characters got together. And I was like, oh, this is uh, false. This is stale. This is uh, stilted. These characters aren't actually alive. I haven't uh, played the first one, so I can't speak to it. But the second one is just like, uh, here's the next story quest. And you can go there if you want. Like, That's awesome. That very much fixes the issue I was having. There are level suggestions. Um, but I got through Act 2 pretty quickly without having to do really anything I would consider grinding. So, Darkest Dungeon has always been a grind. But it's a very different grind now that it's Slay the Spire instead. Mm. So if you like Slay the Spire and you love the idea of the narrator, the art, the world, that uh, very uh, Hellboy, uh, Mike Magnola, is that how you say it? Mike, Mike, Mike Mignola. Mike Mignola. Mignola. Yeah, yeah. If you like that art, you're going to love it. Like, it, it's tonally very good. It's just that it's not as clear. And in, in one, you had the story with your ancestor who was talking and you would slowly reveal his past and his story. This one, it's more of a side thought. The, the world building is is much, much weaker. Maybe it comes together later, but I don't know yet. Mm. Well, let's uh, let's take a few questions before we wrap this up. I have a feeling next week it'll just be like, Garrett, why do you hate Zelda? <laughs> Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. You Defend yourself. Send your emails to feedback at startgrindinggear.com or if you're supporting us on Patreon or you are a member of our YouTube memberships, you can just uh, drop a question in our members only chat. We got a channel in there just for that. D did that and said for the podcast, is there a piece of music that sucked you in initially because it reminded you of another piece of music or even media? For me, I really liked Bleach's third opening because it reminded me of the Power Rangers theme. Ooh. I'm unfamiliar with Bleach's third opening. Uh, but I, I was struggling with this one. I know you've talked about stuff like this in the past. I think you were drawn to Final Fantasy fourteen because an Alexander track you heard randomly on Spotify reminded you of Power Man 5000? Yes, that would be Fiend, I believe. It's the song for um, Sephiroth, and it is very much a oh, Power Man. Oh, it was an Alexander. That's right. It yeah, was, yeah. Was. But it was, it was in that sphere, you know, the Heavensward sort of sphere that I oh, was hearing. By the way, not to sidebar too hard, but... Um, in case it's your first episode, I'm a big music nerd. Kyle isn't is the simplest way to put this, but okay, sure. Kyle, you love power man 5,000 and you like Rob zombie. I, I like I just a found, song of each of those. Okay. I just found out that the lead singer of power man 5,000 is Rob zombies brother. Oh, huh. and it blew my mind and it. And I made a Kyle connection and I got very excited. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I just found that out. That? Yeah, yeah, chat, chat's like, you just found that? Yeah, I, did. Well, I don't like uh, really either of them as musicians. I think Rob Zombie's a cool dude, um, but uh, I've never really been into his music, and I always thought Power Man 5000 was extremely cheesy. Uh, I mean, it is, but they look like yeah. they were having so much fun, you know, pretending to be in space and under attack by yeah, an I, evil wizard. I can't argue with that. I can't but I, I lost a lot of respect for them when they actually like tried to sue Final Fantasy fourteen for doing a track like that. And so can turn to them and like, who the hell are you? <laughs> it, I don't even know you. I don't even know your name, bro. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Over, over aggressive, uh, over aggressive monetary seek from popular bands. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, and Rob Zombie's a whole different thing because that song played when I was playing Jet Set Radio, introducing Cube, the goth girl I had a crush on in that game. So like Cube, Dragula, Rob Zombie. I don't know any other songs. In fact, I only up, looked up the lyrics for Dragula 
this past week or so. I don't know Jet Set Radio enough to know if I agree with you on your uh, Jet Set Radio crew. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would have been in the same boat. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fair. Oh, and we hit the fan art. That's my cue to close. And... And I forced myself to listen to like albums and albums of Marilyn Manson because that was like what goth kids did. So mm. I did that, but I didn't like it really all that much. I, you know, I liked um, the uh, the Disney one. I the, the, tried to do the same. I never, I was never able to get into Marilyn Manson, but I had like goth friends. Um, but eventually one of my goth friends discovered The Cure and that's how I am now still a Cure fan. Uh, my only experience with The Cure is the weird Godzilla episode of South Park. Godzilla episode of South has a cure in it. Well, I, the, they get the cure to, I think he becomes a giant robot to fight Mecha Streisan. South Park, the cure. So it have been Robert Smith. Yeah. I just, oh my God. I haven't thought about this is, this is old. South yeah. Park. Yeah. I didn't have cable. So it was like the DVDs I had. Holy and that crap. Was season one, season one. Was that an actual like guest? Like they, Robert Smith stopped by I, or. I don't think so. I assume not. I assume not. But they did do like um they had they had quite a few tie-ins. And and didn't like George Clooney do the chicken noise or something weird like that in those early seasons? I I I used to be a deep well of South Park. Uh, yeah, I haven't paid attention in a very long time. Fallen out. I believe it is actually Robert Smith doing the voice. Huh, neat. But yes, that's my answer is uh is I heard Fiend uh, from the Warring Triad, and I I got really excited because I didn't know how MMOs are supposed to have songs like this. I I know I heard an FTL song before I played FTL, and it made me want to play Ooh, FTL. Yeah, but I can't yeah. really think of anything where a song made me think of another song. Like I'm really I'm really struggling with that one, but I know I knew you had an answer, so I wanted to ask you about it. But no, I don't I don't usually. I will say, and I can't think of an example, but I know it's happened before. Anything that makes me think of the casino level music from Sonic 2 just makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, we all have those. It was one of my favorite all-time video game music tracks. Like, ugh. Pure, like, just reduced nostalgia for me. Oh, man. Do you have a, a song that, like, no matter how many times it's covered, a video game song, you just, you love it? A video, a cover of a video game song. I can't yeah. think of one that I've ever even listened to. I just like, yeah, like, uh, you know, like a, someone else did it and you just like, no, like I, I know what you storms. mean. I don't listen to video game song covers. <laughs> this oh, okay. is what I'm telling you. There is a, there's an artist called Razen, I believe. And they do a Manjor's mask album and it's freaking boss man oh my god okay they, so you're talking about like reorchestrations that, that, yeah when i think cover i think of something with lyrics i don't know why i don't know if that's actually an accurate distinction but it, but reorchestrations yes i've listened to pretty much every zelda reorchestration out there um and that part where they do the it's the like forest it's like a swamp temple with all the dekus in manjora's mask and does that bah, bah, and just oh every time i oh, no matter like how bad how like chipset how like cheesy how uh low grade production like whatever the second they hit that i'm just like hell yeah <laughs> oh that's 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 cool i'll have to i'll have to check it out i'm not familiar with that one good album um, foxhound wants to know what game we want a sequel of well, I got a sequel and it sucked. 
<laughs> so can I... <laughs> Are you talking about Darkest Dungeon? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say Darkest Dungeon Two sucks. It's just not more of what I wanted. I was to say, I'm like, you said seven out of ten. In fact, in fact, you know, you could name that the episode. It's not more of what I wanted. Like, that's literally the theme of today's video game coverage. Overwatch, it's not more of what I actually wanted uh, for you, Zelda. It's not what I more of what I wanted. Uh, no, I, I, I loved Prototype. And uh, I wanted, yeah, I, I loved Prototype 1. And I love was, an actual functional story with that power set. Mm. That's funny because I, I, I always confuse Prototype with Infamous because I think they came out around yes. the same time. Well, and they, it was the Shark Tale Nemo thing, like Ants yeah. and Bugs Life. Yeah, and I remember I beat the first Infamous, but I didn't really like it. And I really liked Infamous 2. I think Infamous 2 is like infinitely better than Infamous 1. So it's kind of uh, other way around for me. I don't know why. I think sure. it was just my, my roommate had purchased it. And I was like, sure, I'll beat this. Why not? Um, but I really liked the sequel, but, um, I was talking about on Twitter, that, uh, just last week, uh, I was reminded, uh, as I was going through my stream or my steam library that, uh, the greatest open world game of all time has not received a sequel. And that would be sleeping dogs. Uh, make another one. You cowards. Okay. I always confuse sleeping dogs with watchdog, pro watchdogs, probably no, the one where the did, guy, they did not come out around the same time. The dude has the phone and he's going to hack that's the world. And okay, that's, that's Watch, Watch Dogs. Dogs. Okay, uh, Sleeping Sleeping Dogs is a good game, uh, okay. published by Square Enix. I forget who the developing studio was, uh, but it, it is still to this day prob probably up there with like Red Dead One as my favorite open world game. Have you watched the Tenacious D song yet? Yes, I have. It's fantastic. Okay, okay. It's, okay, it's too good, short. Good. Is my critique? It, it, it's it so is so really good. I wanted more of it. Yeah, those three million views plus are probably most of us watching it a second time because mm -hmm. it was too damn short. It is phenomenal. Yeah, if you haven't already, uh, here, at the, here at Grinding Gear, we give Tenacious D's video game song a 10 out of 10. Go freaking listen to it and watch the music video. It's wonderful. I'm sitting here like with hours of video games played every single week, and I just relate so hard to his journey in that like two minute song. It's, it's, I don't yeah. play video games no more. I'm like, I don't get to play video games anymore, man. You're right. I, well, except I, for when I play this and this. I and then wish I play we this. were famous enough to get Jack Black on the show because I would love to talk to him about the deeper mentality of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a God, I feel it. I mm. feel it in my bones. Well, and I know you're a big uh, Red Dead Redemption fan, so I thought yes. I thought you would enjoy his his break of video games are a okay except for this one that is very very important that everybody plays. Yeah, re yeah, Red Dead Two I think deserves more love. I think it gets a lot of crap. Um, I I I I I get it. I don't love the story nearly as much as I love Red Dead Redemption One, but I think Red Dead Two is still like a hella accomplishment of a game. I love Red Dead Redemption, both of them. Um, but yeah, no sleeping dogs. Uh, have you, I'm assuming you haven't played it. No, no. The logo reminds me of this like dog, uh, Xbox thing. I rented as a kid and there's a lot of a shame associated with that. Okay. I'll, I'll try and, <laughs> I'll try and sell it to you this way. I don't know if your brain works this way, but for me, I look okay. at grand theft auto games and I think I wish the rest of the gameplay was as satisfying as the driving. Like I wish the gunplay was as satisfying as the, as the I wish the gun the gunplay was as satisfying as the driving. I wish the hand hand combat was as satisfying as the driving. Sleeping Dogs is a game that has basically GTA like car stealing and driving mechanics, but the the real star is the hand to hand combat. It is a straight up kung fu game. 
like with a really satisfying combat system. Sleeping Dogs? Yes. It's a game. It's a name that doesn't inspire me to investigate. It, it, it doesn't matter. You should play it. Oh, okay. Yeah, play it. Wait, before or after Red Dead Redemption 2? Play Sleeping Dogs. It's a better game. Oh, whoa. Yeah, it's a better game. Red Dead Redemption wow. 1 is a better game than Sleeping Dogs, but Sleeping Dogs is a better game than Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay. That's 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 it. There you go. There it is. Question answered. <laughs> the, the combat is so fun. It's so freaking fun. I have no idea if it holds up. Came out 10 years ago. Holy crap. 2013. Jeez. Ooh, 2012 actually it looks like. I think maybe the game of the year edition was 2013. Anyway. It's a good game. It's what I want a sequel of. Someone asked this on stream recently when we wanted a sequel of, and I was just like, Half-Life, damn it. Oh, sure. That's my meme answer. Yeah, Alex did look really fun. I just, I don't, I'm still in the, I don't really want a VR sphere. I own a headset, and I and I own Alex. I just haven't played it yet because it's so inconvenient to hook up my headset. <laughs> yeah, well, and I'm having the same thing with, like, with my Warhammer minis, I'm like, I don't want to go outside to prime. <laughs> and I, I feel the same way about you know, VR. I'm like, at the end of the night, it's not really the activity I'm interested in. Yeah. And even once it's set up, it's like this whole thing. I got to get the thing on your head and getting earbuds yeah. or headphones in so that it's I have very 3D cool. audio while I'm. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a, it's it's work. Uh, uh, just just prime, man. Just prime everything at once on one go. You do it in a batch. Yeah, I'll just prime, stick prime it all in a box. And, yeah, I know. I've, I've, I've been told. I've been told. Kazoon wants to know, what is your favorite piece of gear you have gotten in real life? And I asked them to specify because I wasn't sure if they meant like audio or production gear or oh, like sure. swag. And uh, they meant swag. Swag in a bag? Like the swag from a convention? Like collectibles. Interesting. Collectibles or or I, I use swag as anything really merch in general. I consider swag. Mm. All right. Where are you going? Cause you got, you got a lot of swag. Uh, yeah. Let me, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to get up and grab it for the video version. Okay. He's grabbing the swag. Shit. I don't know if I have enough on my headphones. <laughs> you can make it. Oh my God. Okay. So, uh, Katie, is a wonderful gift giver. And one time I mentioned, I think it was the, ah, I can tell you in 2013, I was like, man, the blizzard company gift is really cool this year. <laughs> it was, uh, uh, of like a replica hearthstone on a stand and you can oh. actually, uh, put batteries in the back and it glows. And it's, it looks like it came straight out of Warcraft. It's got that kind of illustrated look. It's got that really overly grained wood that you see in Warcraft. And uh, this, this was, so 2013 was the year that uh, Hearthstone's beta, or yes, 2013 that sounds right. was the beta year for, right. for Hearthstone. And so this was the Blizzard Company gift. And one, I made one passing comment. I was like, man, that's cool. That's so freaking cool. Two years later, I think she found one on eBay for sale. And, uh, that was a Christmas gift one year. That's it meant cool. a lot. Cause that was the, I think that was the year we, we hit the most, uh, like the highest ratings we ever had for angry chicken. And it was the year we had like all the devs on and, and angry chicken was blowing up and I went full time content creation cause we were making enough from angry chicken. So Hearthstone was a big thing in my life. Uh, and, 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 
even though clearly someone didn't care enough and just sold their damn company gift on eBay. But it means a lot to me because <laughs> I made like one passing comment to Katie and she freaking tracked that shit down. That is cool. Yeah. I have a, I have a notepad on my phone where I just write down any gift references at all that fall out of Kristen. I have started doing that this year because I'm a terrible a, gift giver. It's a good idea, right? Like even just like random asides, like, oh, I wish I had a pizza stone. I'm like, oh, I'm write that down before, I, before I forget. Oh, I watched the latest Claire Saffitz video today and now I want to drop $150 on a, uh, on a flat top. Flat top? I guess you could, what would you call it? What's the thing you put on top of your stove to cook pancakes? Like, uh, it's, oh, it's, I, I, I always call it a skillet, but there's also a skillet with a handle, but this is just yeah, like, like a, a rectangle. A range? Flat. I don't a know. Griddle. Thank you. A griddle. Oh, the griddle. A griddle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big, uh, in case anyone's wondering what YouTube videos we watch here in Casa de Wines are all, we're big Claire Saffitz fans. Um, I wish I could have one of those. I mean, they have them at like, uh, five guys or hibachi where there's like a, a flat top. A big, yeah, yeah, but you have like the little trash can uh, trenches around it, yep. so you can just kind of like scrape and. Nah, I don't want to juggle or anything, but you know, just being able to like cook and scrape, cook and scrape would be really nice. The last time I was at, I think Lowe's, an outdoor flat top was on sale, and I almost impulse purchased it. Mm, oh, oh, but there's all metal outside. I already have a gas grill, and yeah. so I'm like, if I just get a halfway decent griddle, I can just put it on the grill and basically have the same thing outside without having to take up twice the grill space. No, it'd have to be in the kitchen because otherwise it's not going to get used if it's outside. And there's I live in Florida, Kyle. We cook here 365 days out of the year outside. Yeah. Well, I guess, maybe, yeah. maybe 364 because sometimes a hurricane comes through. <laughs> sometimes the chicken gets a little wet. Yeah. But you know what you're definitely doing the next day? Cooking outside on your grill because you, you may not have power. <laughs> mm, oh, fair. Fair. Yeah. No, we cook outside constantly. Um even like we've turned to like anytime chicken needs to be cooked, I just do it on the grill because it's one less thing inside we need to clean. So, um, sorry. How do we get on this? Uh, yeah. So oh, you mentioned, you mentioned pizza stone. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, so the, 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 the actual hearthstone is, uh, is still, is still quite special to me. That's fair. That's a good answer. I mean, now you put myself in, you put me in the kind of the relationship meaningful Space. Oh, I mean, I could double up on that because my other answer is a replica of episode three, Anakin's lightsaber for Master Replicas, which no longer exists, that Katie actually bought me when episode three came out. Yeah. Yeah. See, that kind of stuff. Like, and now I'm, I'm going for it. I got to, but I, I do not have range. <laughs> get mine, which and if it's I've a thing he's getting, it's plenty heavy. Plenty of times here and there, but you know, it's just like, you're asking the question and oh. it's Frostmourne because uh, this was, this randomly showed up on my door. Uh, after college because Kristen knew it meant so much to me. Uh, we broke up because I was moving to Chicago to, you know, pursue radio, which there was no business in radio up there. So I ended up doing podcasting and going online. But, um, but yeah, she, she saw that they were doing their last run and was like, oh, my old boyfriend who I still very much love from college would absolutely adore this. And his birthday's coming up and it's our first birthday apart after three years. I'm getting a little misty eyed about it because uh, it, it did mean a lot to me, but it was also like a very like shock of like, Oh my God, I still love this person immensely. And I've made a horrible mistake <laughs> leaving them behind. And um, I'm very, very happy that she's not the one that got away. That would, that would haunt me for all my days. We have so. pretty similar stories like that. Cause a similar yeah, thing man. happened with Katie. 
We, we dated for four years shit. and we we're apart for four years and now we're married. So, yeah, man. And like, it, and it just, it like, it grew my respect for Arthas because he's just running around with it one handed the whole game. And you, this thing is absolutely just honking. It is so freaking heavy and so big. And no wisps can get rid of this Arthas. Like uh, the Warcrafter, even Reforged can't get rid of this Arthas. Like this, <laughs> this was the, the inspiration it. for D&D campaigns, my D&D necromancer. Like it just, it, it permeates my younger self so heartily that uh, this blade means a ton. Well, I want to go hug my wife. You want to bring this show home? <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Let's do that. Oh my word. Do you have uh, you got some outro music for me? What you got? What yes. You got? Ooh, I like this one. This is the one I think of when I think of outro music from Kyle. It's Ferguson. a classic. Well, thanks again to our patrons for supporting us on Patreon. If you like what Kyle and I are doing and you want to uh, throw down a buck to or more, you can set your own level. Check out our Patreon by going to supportourbromance.com. And this week, we want to thank our most recent patrons. Thank you so much to Mikhail M. Jew L. Thank you so much. Hair D. We really appreciate it. That's the last initial D, not hair D. Ah, yeah. And Mew. Thank you for your support. You were legendary. Mm, it, yep, literally legendary. Yeah. And we want to thank our legendary level backers. So thank you so much to Sean B, Mike R, Stephen J, Das, Cheesy Bob, and Sean with an EAB. Thank you for the support. Other than that, if you want to follow us, keep up with us, see my depressed tears of the kingdom tweets. Follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Garrett Arch. Kyle is at Kyle Ferguson. Leave this man alone. And we have honestly today. After this stream, I'm hearing from a lot of people are like, I'm actually super curious to hear of like why I didn't hit for you, Garen. I'm like, oh, oh, thank you. Thank maybe you're just being nice, but sometimes it's nice when people are just being nice. And we have a joint account at Garrett and Kyle. Give us a follow there. Everything else we do can be found on the Grinding Gear YouTube channel. And when I mean everything else we do, I mean everything else we do. We do we record the podcast live on a YouTube live stream here every Thursday. We stream every Tuesday and Thursday not Tuesday day and Thursday night. And we have new videos every Wednesday. This week, it was a members-only video. So check that out if you're supporting us on Patreon or on the YouTube membership. It's out for both of you in both places. Thanks so much for the support, everybody. Thank you for listening. Maybe we'll see you at BlizzCon. I don't know. It feels kind of weird this year. Oh, we, we didn't have that conversation. Uh, I'm. Well, I, uh, we're the kind of people who should be at BlizzCon. I'm not paying to go to BlizzCon. <laughs> we could go and just hang out at the Hilton. We could. That's a whole different. That's a whole different sphere. But I think it. I'm the kind of person, you know, media wise, that could use some winning over. Is my is my statement there? Wait, are you trying to bribe Blizzard to give you a media pass? I'm saying, like, if I'm your target audience, the person who loved used to love Blizzard and is now questioning what you're up to and concerned for the future, and if you invite me there and you want to wine and dine me, that's okay, <laughs> and I will accept. I will. Wow. You know, keep, I will keep one eyebrow raised the whole time as I go, hmm, really? But I am the kind of person you should be convincing. I am available for Diablo and Hearthstone hosting. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm interested. <laughs> I'm interested. If, uh, you know, if you weren't like, I don't know, it was pretty harsh on Overwatch, but I was host- I was harsh on Overwatch even back when I was still getting invited to Blizzard things. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I'll say. Like, listen, uh, you know, leave a little positivity in the Blizzard sphere. I will say this about them. I have always smack talked. <laughs>
and they have still always made time for me. Hey, yeah, well, I mean, we're media at the end of the day. What are you going to do? Also, you know, I made several videos that got some traction. And when we eventually had AZ Jackson on, they were just like, uh, here's the storm developer. They're like, Kyle, stop trying to break my game and putting out videos about why this is broken. <laughs> Can you stop that, please? The one that hurt was one year uh, I had lunch with Ben Broad of Hearthstone fame and he... And uh, I was talking to him about the subject of negativity on the internet. And he went, you know, one time I did just have to turn the angry chicken off. And I was like, oh, mm. better. you're not the person I was, I wanted to make feel bad. Oof. Yeah. Well, that's Oof. the human element. When we, when we say developers and we know developers, yeah. that's the human element that like, that's yes, I have, a, I have a truth in my heart to share and words need to go in the microphone for the job. But also I'm aware you might be listening, Diablo devs, and I feel for you, and I hope your game's amazing, and I'm cheering for you. <laughs> like that, that's the sub. I know we said the show is over, but now you're, you're, I wanted to bring up a point that I feel bad for the scrutiny Diablo 4 is going to have to live through. It sure. is, it is, if it is going to have to be absolutely like perfect, because if there's anything that annoys anyone, the knives are already, they're already out. Mm, they're yeah. already out and they're sharpened. Like we're looking for, any reason so you need to turn that into sibling energy where like they're cheering because the other one's in trouble and they're not yeah i really like what i played man i really like what i played it felt it felt like the reason i liked blizzard games growing up so i hope it's good and can, it, like because to me i'm like i don't care if it's a battle fest i just won't if i don't like it i just won't pay, play, pay it but if other people are noted that i think it's going to be a really major sticking point it's going to be a headline driver for weeks yeah so anyhow those are my parting thoughts and with that we'll see you next week gg take care <laughs>